0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 320, A Conversation with Will Sliney. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 320. It's our conversation with Will Slaney episode. I'm your host Adam Chapman and today we're sitting down with the acclaimed artist of the current uh, Spider-Man 2099 book, Will Slaney. He also did the previous iteration of Spider-Man 2099 as well as Fearless Defenders. He's also worked on Farscape for Boom Boom Studios and uh, also done other projects over in the UK. Um, So he'll be joining us in just a moment. Uh, First, just a little bit of housekeeping. You can email us at shenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher as well. This episode was a lot of fun. Uh, You'll notice, uh, fans of the show, that we did take a week off, so we're back with all new episodes, finally. Our last episode went up a couple days ago. It was our new reviews episode with uh, two different weeks of releases. So it's a little bit of an extra-sized episode, and then this episode is our conversation with Will Slaney. Um, Now, a little bit of technical difficulties that we did have... During the course of the uh, discussion, uh, we actually ended up losing the first 10 to 15 minutes. um, So then we re-recorded and uh, tried to kind of hit on the same beats uh, that we would have missed. So um, for the listener, I think you won't feel like you've missed anything, but uh, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed having Will on the show. Finally got to find out how to pronounce his last name, which is always a plus because uh, i'd like to to know how to pronounce my guest names and when i'm reading uh, his work it's good to know the proper pronunciation um so that we'll jump into that in just a second i want to thank uh listener arachnoman uh who on the uh marvelmasterworks.com forum uh posted a question that we then used in the episode so thank you for that anyways without further ado let's just jump right into the episode with will Welcome back to Comic Shenanigans, Will. And I say welcome back because this is our second time at recording this. Uh, so for the, for the listener, you've missed an awesome 10 minutes, but let's do a quick review on what we've talked about. Um, so g- growing up, you were a fan of the cartoons for both X-Men and Spider-Man, correct?
1: Yeah, it was. I, I didn't have that much access to comic books here because um, there weren't any comic book stores. But like, I was able to get certain reprints and certain annuals and things like that. But but it was mainly the the comic books that that, that was my exposure to these kind of superheroes on a regular basis.
0: What do you re- do? You remember clear memories of the cartoons and something that really spoke to you in that? Oh, I'm absolutely. Um, geez, like I
1: like I've actually rewatched them from time to time as well. I, I'm huge, huge nostalgic for things like that uh like even though some of them mightn't be the best when you kind of rewatch them again it still kind of really brings me back to my childhood and stuff which is cool so so and it, it was just it, it was those things like i have tons and tons of drawings from those and anytime i could get something like a comic i would just devour the art as well and it, it was actually even like the same with video games and stuff like that i do i'd always look for a spider-man or an x-men video game and uh just you know for things like yeah, even the box artwork from those and stuff, I used to just stare over the whole time.
0: Now, when you were younger, who was your uh, your favorite Spider-Man villain to, to draw when you were playing around?
1: Uh, I guess it was just just the main ones from from the the comic books. I think actually the, the Kingpin was huge in that one. I used to draw him quite a lot. Um, yeah, I, but uh, I, just just the main ones. That, and when I, when I did get the kind of the panini reprints, it was things like I think it was just when John Romita was drawing. Uh, the Green Goblin was after coming back, and I have all these old drawings from when I was way younger of, of just basically redrawing the stuff that he used to do.
0: Wow! And then, what what was it that kind of made you decide maybe I can do this as a career, maybe I can do this as a as for you know uh, to support myself.
1: Yeah, I think it wasn't even a, a case of you know um, maybe I can do it. It was when I just when I figured out that there was a career of it. It's just that you know this is something I'd love to do. So I'm just going to try as hard as I can to, to to get some work in it or even to understand it. So and it, it was around the time when I was in college, and that's when comic book stores started opening where I was from. So I started to to understand the whole the whole kind of industry. and I was kind of just. Rap, like searching online for everything that I could, and I found the digital webbing forms were brilliant for me. I, I always say that to people, to artists, that like that that's where I was kind of first, kind of interacting with different artists, and they've kind of seen my work and comments on my work and things like that. Um, so that was really, really helpful. And e- even for things like, like I had no idea like what size you draw a page at. Like if, if you have the first, the first kind of sequential proper pages that I that I have from back when I was drawing up uh, when I was younger. Like they're all the completely wrong size and things like that. So you just learn, yeah, just bit by bit uh, online how, how that kind of stuff works.
0: Now, when you started working on your own creative, own work, um, what kind of genre were you were you working on?
1: Uh, when I was uh, basically, there was uh, a lot of these Irish uh, superhero comics uh, that were done by by some of the, the stores here. There was a store called Sub City. And they they've been great to a lot of the artists that are starting off in around um, Ireland. Like like for me, uh, we did a, a book just on kind of Irish superheroes and guys like Stephen Mooney and Declan Shalvey and Stephen Thompson. They all got their, their start out there as well. So, so it was brilliant for us. And every, every every kind of everyone was different. Then mine was a kind of a real kind of sci-fi kind of fifties superhero team, and it was just, it was a nice little start. And the first time I ever had anything published really.
0: And then what, um, before you kind of brought your work to North American audiences, what other publishers were you kind of working for in Ireland?
1: So so they, they were the, the Irish publication I worked for. And then a, then a UK company called Classical Comics hired me. Um, uh, that was when I was able to quit my job and kind of work more full-time in comics. And I had to do a drawing. Uh, uh, I think it was like a 190-page uh, retelling of Richard III. Oh, wow. Which was, yeah, yeah. Probably the most boring comic ever to draw. <laughs> uh, not only that, you had to leave enough space for all of Shakespeare's texts, so the figures had to be tiny in every panel. Uh, but I'm not knocking it. it was it was a brilliant experience for me because I got to go kind of I got to give up my regular job and go full time into comics. And thankfully, then that led led on to my first American work with uh, with Boom Studios on Farscape.
0: Now, when you were working still uh, just for the UK companies, that's when you learned how to ink yourself?
1: Yeah, I had to. Um, there, there, was just, there was no other way for, for me to do it because they, they basically couldn't afford to hire a pencil and an inker as well. I think that's the way for, uh, like, I, I actually don't know anybody over here in Ireland anyway that, that pencils and has somebody else ink them. I think it's just the only way we can do it um so like like breaking into the industry the way the way that we did or something and it was never something i wanted to do but now it's something i don't understand how how not to do if you know what i mean oh, <laughs> i don't absolutely. know how to how to how i wouldn't even know how to send off pencils pencils to an inker because i've never done it i'm just so used to kind of having a kind of a, a short handed pencil stage for myself which i then kind of ink over
0: well that brings up a question when you're working on a page i mean do you or I guess a series of pages when you're working on the book are you kind of inking like penciling a page and then inking it or are you just getting all the pencils complete and then going back and inking it like how does that work for you?
1: Yeah no it's def- definitely a, a different process to the normal one where I'll, I'll, I'll uh, like there are certain things that I'll, that I'll spend uh, time working out where there's other things that I can almost even go straight to inks that like if, I, if I've drawn it a million times before so say like a uh, like Spider-Man's mask or something like that. The way that is, it is I always go like like I, I can kind of commit to the to the inks, especially especially because I work digitally, you know. Um, like the penciling stage would be mainly for the anatomy, uh, the background anatomy, and what maybe what way, like the folds of the clothes, goes and things like that. But when I'm actually putting in the final details, that's almost straight onto like the traditional kind of inking way. Then
0: no, and you you mentioned you work digitally, so can you describe what that means to us? Who don't understand or who aren't artists who don't really understand how the process works these days
1: yeah i have what's called a cintiq, and it's basically a, a screen that you draw directly on so so the the process is 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 still very very similar to to drawing on paper like i still just produce a black and white image um at the end of the day but what it does mean for me is that you know um i can build up loads and loads of different layers uh in something like photoshop i actually use a program called manga studio uh, without fearing that I, you know, I don't have to rub out those layers. I can just turn them off, so I can add as much detail to them. So typically, what what I can do digitally is I, I'll I'll draw in a very very rough stick figure. I'll draw an, a second layer over that just with kind of some loose anatomy. I can draw another layer over that uh, to really refine the muscles. And it might seem sound like a long a longer process, but it's actually much much quicker because you don't have any fear of making a mistake. You can just literally press the undo button and uh so once i've built it up to a certain stage um say for example uh just the the pure kind of uh physical shape of the body behind it um i then can go straight to the inking stage uh, because i don't need to figure out exactly how they work i can still figure things out Hmm. at the inking stage because i because
0: i can press that magical undo button now how long have you been working digitally
1: uh Pretty much since that Richard III job, which was 2008, uh, what happened was uh, I got the contract to work for a year, uh, I had the bulk to go traveling, uh, so instead of traveling around, basically I moved to Canada to Toronto, um, and uh, instead of bringing over a big A3 scanner with me, I was able to bring a laptop uh, and a small Cintiq screen that fit it into the laptop bag.
0: Okay, it's actually interesting, I'm actually based in Toronto.
1: Yeah, yeah, I so yeah, it, was, uh, it was great for me uh, when I was over there, because I was really just starting out, uh, it was nice for me to kind of to live somewhere else for a little while, and I kind of became quite friendly with the guys who were in the RAID studio at the time. Okay. Uh, and I, even though I was just starting out, they were really nice to me, and, like, I used to meet, meet up with them for lunch every once in a while, and again, just kind of learning just by talking to them how the industry works and different things like that as, as they went on.
0: Now your yeah. jump, your jump to uh, Boom Sto- Studios. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, so so while I was doing the Richard the Third stuff, I was constantly sending my work into into different companies. And I'm not actually quite sure how Boom saw my stuff, uh, but when I got the call to try out for a series, you know, I, I wasn't going to say no. So um, so I got an editor, or sorry, an editor, an email from from Matt Gagnon, who's actually the, the I think he's the editor in chief of the company now um just just asking if i if i knew of the tv series and would i be interested in doing an arc and the arc went on to be 27 or 28 issues or something like that
0: that's quite the arc
1: yeah i know yeah I've, i feel very lucky like even with a lot of the work that i've done um it, they've always been long arcs like like i always assume my first american work might be like you know, a six-six sorry, like a six-page backup story, or especially when I went to Marvel, I thought like I'd be tested out an issue or two first, but but they seemed confident enough in me to to give me a series, so so that was great too.
0: Now, in the uh, the the uh, the last ten minutes we had, you told us a story about uh, going to Comic Con for the first time.
1: Yeah, so so because I didn't know too much about this whole world of comics or how you got work or anything like that, I just just basically googled. Uh, I don't even know if you Googled back then, a Yahoo! <laughs> um, how, how to how to how to work in comics and how to show your work, and uh, of course, going to a comic book convention was the way to do it. So I searched, you know, what was a comic book convention, uh, and San Diego Comic Con came up as, as the number one show, I guess. So so what I did was when I when I finished college, uh, I took a, a month out to work on a five page portfolio. Um, and I, I took out a loan and flew over to San Diego, and I, I basically flew halfway around the world to get told my work wasn't good enough. <laughs> oh. So it was, but it was, it was a, a huge learning curve, and that, like that was when I kind of figured out, okay, you know, I actually did it twice. I did it two summers in a row. and That's when I kind of figured out, okay, maybe, maybe going with the the, the local press here first might be a more uh, financially viable route into comic books.
0: I tell you the the guts the guts of youth, right? <laughs>
1: yeah basically uh, like i remember like like i was walking up to these companies nowhere near ready to be published fully assuming that i was going to be handed a job you know <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a rude awakening but but i was able to kind of take a lot from it i was able to learn a lot from it and i you know i wasn't just showing my work to um to uh, to the companies I, I was showing my work to as many artists as i could as well and, they were giving me tons of brilliant advice, like 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 it, it, it was great. Like I had a, one one in particular. Like I remember J. Scott Campbell, like who's who, like who was incredibly busy. Like took the time to look at my portfolio, and he he just took a piece of paper and redrew some of the figure work that I had done, and gave me the sketch, like and just just little things like that from artists were incredibly encouraging. So so you know, I, as an artist working in the industry now, like like we all kind of tried to pass that on ourselves then as well. Do you still have that sketch? I do, of course. Oh, absolutely. And and the funny thing, I remember he asked somebody for a backing board. uh, Some guy in the line gave it to him, and he drew the sketch and gave it to me, and then the guy who gave him the backing board was like, that's my backing board! (laughs) (laughs) Trying to take it off me, but but, uh, in fairness to Mr. Campbell, uh, he was like, no, no, let, let him do it, and I'll do a quick little sketch as well, so... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd be too busy to do that kind of stuff as well nowadays. But uh, no, he was—he was great. It was really, really, um, he was really, really like that's just one example of many artists that really, really helped me out.
0: What was the best piece of advice you got when you were starting out?
1: Um, God, there are tons, but I—I I, I think I think my favorite piece of advice, and one that I always tell to other people, is that you know. If, if you, it, it, it's not a case of you know if you'll ever break into comics. You will if you keep out at it, like because the more that you draw, the better you get. Like I don't think it's a, a, a talent that you're born with. I think it's a skill that you learn, and, and the good thing about that is is that the more that you draw, the better you will get, and you'll eventually get there. So it's quite encouraging to hear that, and it does seem like a long, long, long road when you're doing it. Like it took me many, many years, but uh, but once you get there, it's all worth it.
0: Now, your first major Marvel work was uh, Fearless Defenders. Yep. And how did that kind of come about?
1: So I was hired by um, by C.B. Cebulski at a convention called Dice, and basically he was doing a talent search over in Ireland. There, there were a few companies over there. Um, C.B. had been aware of my stuff. I had been doing uh, um, some sample scripts and stuff like that for him, and he, it was just basically a case of him kind of going to me, you know, I think you're ready. Uh, so, can can you sign a contract with us? And uh, so, uh, so I, it was New York Comic Con the next week, and that's when I flew over. And it was nice because I got to meet the um, my editor at the time was Ellie Pyle, and Colin was the writer, and we got to sit down and have a little talk about what way the series is going to go. And it, it was just it was just a really really great experience because it was something that I that I had worked for and really kind of you know. Really wanted to happen in my career at some stage, and it was just really, really nice when it all happened.
0: Now, when you're working with Colin, was it full script? Was it Marvel method?
1: Uh, it was. It's full script. Pretty much. Um, pretty, pretty much every uh, Marvel work that I've done has been full script. Bar, bar, I think just just one issue was, was um, I think because of time constraints was was a Marvel style one. So. Uh, but both Colin and Peter, who I've worked with primarily, are, are full scripts, and I, I think I prefer it that way as well.
0: Why do you why do you say that? Just you like it's, having more of a sense of what they're looking for, or
1: yeah, well, yeah. I, I think I think most artists are that way, unless unless you have the time to to, to really work up the story. Uh, if it was like like, like if I was given Marvel scripts regular, then I I would nearly want a, a co writer credit on it because you really do have to do an awful lot of work when you're given one of those, you know because um, they can be very 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 loose and even when, like I, I understand how why that was the way of doing things back in the uh in the you know back when they had so many comic books to do but I, but but for me i like not, not saying that i i wouldn't want to to, to work with a marvel style script but to get as many books through get through as many books as i do at the moment it would have to be uh this full script style it's just too time consuming to doing it the other way
0: what um what what about the characters from Fearless Defenders really kind of intrigued you from an artistic perspective?
1: Yeah, I think the the sheer mix of different styles of characters in it was great. Like there was street level, there was I think there was every kind every type of Marvel hero that was there uh, was we tried to represent. You know, um so so that was and even the the settings in the issues then kind of changed accordingly. Whether whether it was like fights in in Chinatown with Mister Knight or whether you're kind of going to to um, to Asgard with Valkyrie or whatever, and so it, it just kept changing, and it was it was challenging, obviously, uh, but it was a real, real kind of roller coaster of drawing, which was great, a lot, a lot of fun.
0: Who was your favorite character to uh, illustrate in that book?
1: Um, I think we all became quite attached to Annabelle because we created her, and she got such a kind of she's such a, she was the first ever character that um, I'd seen that that I got to create that people were kind of cosplaying as and stuff like that. So so it was nice and. She, she was great. Um, I guess she's kind of the Indiana Jones of the book or something like that as well, like the, 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 the tough archaeologists. Um, so, I'm, uh, I, I, say, yeah, her. I suppose her. Okay.
0: Um, now, I guess because this book was edited by the kind of the Spider Man, um, I guess, group, uh, it kind of led to your being tapped to do other Spider Man related projects. What was it yeah. like doing this, the team up issue?
1: Yeah, no, it was great because it was, it was, I like, I, I let them know, like, when Fairest Defenders* was ending, I was, we were obviously disappointed, but I did make sure to kind of drop a few hints along the way that if, if I ever had a chance to do something smaller on a Spider-Man book that I, I'd love to have a go with it because it, it was the character that I always really wanted to do. Um, so I did, I got the opportunity to work on a team-up issue, um, which was just thrilling for me because it was, it was very very nostalgic in terms of it was the stuff that i always really really liked um i got to do that and that led to to, to to an issue of superior spider-man which basically led right into the the 2019 book and i when i got the phone call about that and that peter was going to be writing and stuff i was over the moon
0: actually that that answers one of my questions i was curious if you were tapped or if uh, peter david was tapped first so he he came on board the book first uh, I'm I'm actually, I'm not sure uh, uh,
1: the exact order of how, of how it worked, but I but I think like the funny thing about that book was that uh, when when they first started talking about it, that, that people were only going to accept Peter to draw or to write or read because you know he had such a kind of an association with it. So I think I think Marvel had no other choice. Really, um, I was just happy to be the the artist that they thought of.
0: What what was your well? How would you describe your approach to Miguel as opposed to Peter?
1: Yeah, he's uh, definitely like maybe I mean, he's not necessarily older or anything like that, but he's definitely more kind of uh, uh, kind of a uh, aggressive, um, less likely to kind of talk things out and more kind of to, to fight, I guess. So he's more kind of fiery. Um, uh, he's the one that. Like, like we're kind of changing him a little bit in the book. We're making like the whole story's a little bit darker. And as you see it goes on, like you'll, you'll be having like you'll have stubble and you'll have things like that, just to kind of give him a bit more of an edge. And and uh, when you're drawing the two, it's it's just Peter has slight, you give he has much more softer features as opposed to Miguel, even though they do have a kind of a similarish kind of look.
0: Uh, in the first run of 2099, you you got to you got to play around with a lot of stuff. Obviously, you had Spider Verse happening. Yeah. You got to do some uh, some a fight with the Scorpion. Uh, yeah. What was your kind of your favorite moment of the first run?
1: Oh, um, yeah, it, it did. It, it jumped around an awful lot, so that that in itself was great again as well to, to do. Um, but I did. I, I I think I liked a lot of the character stuff as well. Like one thing that has happened in the course of the book that. that, that The supporting cast seems to have built up an awful lot. Uh, So the first book, that was really with Tempest. So, you know, I I, I do, my favorite thing to always draw is is anatomy, or it is Spider-Man jumping around in that suit, but I think I kind of got the most satisfaction of doing those kind of intimate scenes with her.
0: I guess that brings up, uh, I guess, a spoiler if you haven't read the first issue of the new run, but uh, (laughs) something happens to her. (laughs) Yep, yep. What was, um, what was it like when you got those pages from, uh, from Peter or had you guys talked about this in advance?
1: Um, well, I got it, we got a series outline, um, uh, like I, I got it from Peter and the editorial team, um, like what was going to be happening in the book and, you know, obviously it's, it's a lot darker than what, what, what we had going on before. Um, uh, so yeah, no, obviously it's going to, uh, obviously it was a tough, tough scene to do, um so like i can't say too much obviously because you know you know as the story goes on um you know like the book actually gets even darker so oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah uh in, in in many ways we're kind of like like, like he has there, there there's a much bigger there's a really big supporting cast to the book now um like and i was really glad when things like the new captain america uh, from the future kind of came over as well but um uh, but it's 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 all to, to set up a much much bigger story and and people will see where we're going with it in in, in a few issues time.
0: Um, that last yeah. page of issue number one, where um, Miguel is kind of looking through the fog and then sees Tempest. Uh, from a visual perspective, what was it like laying out that page? Because from a reader, it's incredibly affecting. I mean, part of it's also the um, the use of narration boxes that they the way that they were kind of um, scattered yeah, on the page. On,
1: yeah. That's what I was going to say, actually, I think, like, like I, I handed it over, but I think Frankie who was colouring it, and, and the lettering and everything was, was fantastic, it all kind of added to that sense of confusion, and, like, there was there's no formats or anything or, uh, given in that first issue, you know, so it's, it's all kind of left up in the air a little bit, I guess, um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, it was great, and, like, I, I love seeing those colours come through, like, especially, especially how kind of intimate the page was just before it Mm -hmm. Uh, and it had to to jar completely from that and i I think it has a like it tried to have that kind of cinematic effect of you know the aftermath of an explosion as well so
0: uh from a reader's perspective it definitely worked because yeah it it almost lulled you into something and then boom (laughs) like literally the next page is an explosion
1: Yeah, I think like 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 I had no it, it's Corey Pellett, it was a letter and I had no idea that he was actually doing that. Uh, but when I saw it, I was I, could, I, I thought
0: it was a great little touch from those caption boxes jumbled around. So yeah. what um what what led you guys to kind of uh, develop a new suit for Miguel?
1: That um that was we we had talked about it as the last one went on, and I think I think it's just kind of part of the because I think our story. Like, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think our story continues on pretty much uh, without much change, like before the first issue compared to any of the other all new books. So I think that, that was kind of a bit of art, like t- to give a much visual change to the book, you know? Uh, and, and it wasn't an easy decision because it's such a, the old costume was so iconic, and it was one of the things that I was most excited about drawing when I did get the new book. I did get to work on this book, um, but, the, but the, the chance to kind of to establish something new is always nice as well, and I do really like, it was Chris Anka that designed it, and I, I thought he did a brilliant, brilliant job, uh, and I do like to get to, to draw this new costume, it's really, really fun to draw.
0: You didn't get to design the new costume? No, I
1: didn't. I was hoping to get to do it, uh, but then when I saw Chris's one, I was delighted because my version was way worse. <laughs> Plus, he, he gets all of the stick if people don't like it, because pe- people tend to be very loyal to the older costumes as well, so I let him deal with that for this time. Uh, but no, he did a brilliant job. Who
0: is uh, who is your favorite supporting cast member to uh, illustrate?
1: Uh, I'm a huge fan of Captain America, uh, uh, Roberta, whatever. I, I can't, can't wait to see where she goes. Um, just because she's so muscly and so strong that, that I'm not used to kind of drawing that, especially for, like, a female superhero. Um, so, yeah, she's an awful lot of fun to do.
0: Um, as a reader, I love your take on Lila.
1: Oh, thank you. Cheers.
0: Um, I just, I, I enjoy how Peter Davids used the character, but I also enjoy yeah. the visual that you've given her. Um, and, yeah, she's she's. A very interesting supporting cast member. I mean, she's not technically like a real person, but she's essentially yeah. an AI, and it's really interesting to kind of see, especially in issue two.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was uh, pretty shocked that she kind of she did that in issue two as well. It was very kind of visually jarring, I guess, as well, which is which is a perfect kind of illustration of what that character can kind of do at times, you know. Uh, uh, so it was cool. It was cool, and she is uh, she's a great character. Like, I mean, I loved her in the original run as well. So. So it's just more fun for the book as well.
0: Um, what is it like, kind of illustrating a Miguel who is kind of pushed to the brink, a lot angrier than normal? <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I,
1: I like that. Um, I, I like that we get to get to kind of see that side of him as well. I mean, it's the, the funny thing is like it's never that interesting uh, if people's like it, it was fun to do. You know, the start of the issue, he seemed to be really happy and things like that. But uh, uh, but I definitely much more enjoy drawing characters that are really kind of going through the middle uh, like I, I do like kind of seeing him a little bit angrier a little bit darker and stuff because we have license to do that in our book that you you may not necessarily be like that might not suit the character of Peter Parker as much as it does suit Miguel so so something that we can do
0: what was it uh, actually going back for a second because I kind of completely jumped over the fact that you did the uh, Secret Wars 2099 tie-in yeah, what, yeah. W- what was it like bringing that world to life
1: it was cool. It was, it was tough because it was an awful lot to draw. I mean, there, it was uh, like it was uh, back onto a team book again, like it was with Fearless Defenders, and I'd kind of gotten used to doing the solo character book from doing uh, Twenty Ninety Nine, and all of a sudden. Um, you know, there's, there's there's one particular scene where all of the defenders in the future and all of the Avengers in the future are just sitting around in a room, <laughs> and even just to, to figure out where these guys should be sitting, standing, and things like that took an awful lot of time. Um, I, I really liked getting to design the characters, though. I really, really enjoyed that side of it. Um, I'm still hoping that uh, that we'll end up with a Captain America figure at some stage as well, uh, especially now she's transferred into the new book. Um. Uh, so, it, like, it, it was tough. It was a completely new world to draw, a complete, like, futuristic world, um, all the different kind of equipment, like, everything had to be designed, like, from every single building that was there as well, every single interior, um, which, which amounted to an awful lot of work. Mm. Uh, but, but those are the kind of challenges that we like doing as artists.
0: Absolutely. Now, and you mentioned before that you really enjoy the, the Roberta, the, the, the female Captain America. Um, now, you did you visually design her as well?
1: Yep, I got to design all of the all of those uh, Avengers from the future, so that that was great. What,
0: what was I mean? Obviously, the inspiration for her costume was Captain America, but what led you to make certain decisions on how the costume looks? Like, what was your what was the tone you were going for?
1: Um, it, I, I guess it has an awful lot of reference to the original uh, Captain America, and it, it was Peter's decision to make her, you know, to give her an awful lot of muscle mass because that's what the superhero serum does, you know. Um, So that kind of shaped it as well. And it it just wanted it to be something that was, uh, you know, it definitely didn't want to be something that was, you know, typically a a female armor from comic books before. So it was something, it's something that like, you know, uh, that either, that any Captain America could, could wear really when you kind of break the design down to its essence. And just to have things like the different... Uh, armor elements, I guess, the, and boots and buckle that are, are pouches and stuff like that that a Captain America costume really should have.
0: Now this might seem like a silly question, but what made you decide to give her long hair? Because um, obviously it's a very, very visual strike, it's a striking visual yeah. because well, of actually, the, the way the was, hair comes that, down. That, that's part of
1: the that's part of the story from uh, Roberta's side of things, that, that Roberta Mendez is... Um, her alter ego that doesn't know about her. So she kind of had to um, fulfill a certain look that, uh, you know, like like the, the office secretary, I guess, is what she was inside there as well. So so just kind of, you know, a plain ponytail uh, for her translates onto that ponytail then for Captain America when she changes.
0: Hmm. Um, transferring back to Spider-Man and nine for a second, um, how... How much fun is it to to have the Scorpion as kind of a, an ongoing player in the in the in the story? Yeah, it's
1: great because again, it was a, a another costume I got to design. So anytime I get to do stuff like that, it's always nice to see how the characters develop and stuff. And he's he he really is the only kind of quintessential bad guy, even though he's not necessarily playing a bad guy role too much at the moment, you know. But so he's kind of the one that. When you draw Mac Gargan or whatever, you can you can give him an evil smile, uh, which which you can't necessarily do with 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 some of the Alchemy people or or, or things like that. So so he's he's I guess that part of the story uh, as an artist to get to draw that way.
0: When you are laying out the scenes of Spider-Man in action, what kind of inform? Like, how do you come up with the you know the certain poses? And how do you illustrate that on the page and make sure that there's a certain fluidity and a sense of action and style there?
1: Yeah, well, one of the things that that I tried to do in the first Spider-Man 2099 one was really kind of bring a kind of sense of speed and stuff when when he is kind of going through the city. So that's when I used to kind of flip the buildings upside down because they don't necessarily have to be right way up if Spider-Man's in the air. And I tried to kind of almost bring in, if you ever see like a, a skateboarder with a, a GoPro camera that's got kind of fisheye lens, like I tried to do that to the backgrounds and stuff like that. And then this, this suit then is almost even faster in the way that it can move, so, so a lot of the time it's kind of pushing the, the perspective um, on Spider-Man himself rather than just the backgrounds, really make it look like he's cutting through the air very, very fast.
0: Okay. Um, and what, what can you tease about what's coming up next?
1: Yeah, well, Like I said, it's 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 quite dark uh, and it is kind of leading up to something pretty big within kind of the Marvel, well I guess his universe anyway, in the, Mar- the Marvel universe and um, it's a new, new it, a definitely a new direction for, for books within Marvel to go um, but, but very, very dark unfortunately <laughs> um, but, which does lead to some great stuff to draw so, so yeah, I can't say too much. Uh, one thing I am getting to do at the moment, I'm I'm actually drawing it while I'm talking to you, is I get to draw Times Square for the first time. So that's uh, it's a bit of fun to do.
0: Uh, present day Times Square or 299 Times Square? <laughs> present day, present day. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know with your book, right?
1: Yeah, you're sneaking out story beats out of me there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that brings up a question from a listener, which was, uh, is there any particular 299 character that you would want to draw that you haven't had the opportunity to already?
1: Um, Funnily enough, uh, the, the one that I always... The one that I always seem to picture in my head when everyone says that is that that vague tour from from the Spider Man Twenty Nineteen environment. But I did get to do a few of them. It was nice getting to do uh, like the Hulk and things like that from when we did do the Defenders. Um, but me, but to be honest with you, the the only one that I was really really into from that, those storylines was Spider Man. And, I, and be, again, because because I didn't have access to comic books, I, you know, I did I wasn't able to to get them when they came out. But but I actually, was, it was when I moved over to America for a little while, um, when I was talking to a lot of artists who were telling me, you know, about... The, like, I was telling them that I used to love that Spider-Man is the character I wanted to draw. This was long before I worked for Marvel I think. But they were telling me, you know, that 2099 was the, the book that I should look at purely because it's kind of the, the costume that most of the artists really, really liked.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Now, I want to go back to the... Uh, just for a second to the... Uh, the first run on 2099 that you guys did. Um, now, what was it like being part of a crossover with Spider Verse?
1: Um, yeah, it was it was mad. It was it was different because, for me, because uh, like in the scripts, we'd have to draw a certain scene, and then I'd have to. To wait until that scene was drawn by another artist because it comes from another book. Like if if they're arriving into a certain location, that kind of links up. So it was really really interesting to see that side of things, and it did. Like like when you have to wait, it's a bit of a, a pain, but that's just I guess part of, of a crossover, you know. Um. So so I like and one of the things was we'd kind of get drip fed the the Olivia Quipela artwork and just kind of go, oh my god, this stuff is amazing. and make you retreat into your shell a um but uh, it was cool it, it was um like i do i do like that we don't seem to have anything to any crossover to have to lead into now it's nice to kind of get our own breathing space for a little bit but that's just you know the way comics are these days then as well so it's just all so part of it what artistic
0: what artistic surprises do you think you've had uh, in the last couple of years like something that you didn't expect to enjoy doing but you did or a character that you weren't looking forward to drawing but then ended up being really interesting
1: yeah, um, God, I, I don't know, I think, he, the, the, the one thing about it is, I, I find is that, like, I, I still, it still hasn't even hit me properly that I'm getting to draw Spider-Man, because you just have to draw so much stuff all of the time, and you're so busy from it, so I haven't, you don't have too much time to kind of reflect on things like that, um, um, and even if I do, I guess, you, you do, you move on, and it's, it's old news very, very fast, so I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, straight away. sorry.
0: Um, is, is there any other well I'm sure there are but is there any particular character that you'd want to work on when eventually your run on 2099 is complete?
1: Yeah I, again it comes from the whole nostalgia thing and that, like I loved the, 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 the 90's X-Men cartoon so I'd love to do something with them uh, next if, if I was to choose it would be an X-Men book. Uh, Star Wars then as well obviously but I did kind of get to scratch that itch with, with, the, with the Titan publications for a little while um, but uh, I suppose X-Men would be the one that I'd choose if I got to.
0: And I mean, because you're again a big fan of that TV show, would the character that you want to illustrate from the X-Men be one of those characters?
1: Yeah, Gambit and Wolverine and the, the whole 92 ones, I did get to do a a store exclusive cover for, for the X-Men 92 book and it was Gambit and Rogue, so that was really really cool. Like if, if I remember thinking at the time when that book came out that I would love to get a chance to do a cover from that, so that was cool.
0: Have you ever have you thought about uh, potentially moving into writing at any point, or do you want to maintain just as a, as a pencil or an inker?
1: Yeah, well, I, I actually have... I've, I've written books. One, one thing I didn't mention uh, was I actually brought up my own book, book in Ireland through an Irish publisher before I started working for Marvel. Okay. And, um, and uh, it, it was an awful lot of fun. I, I definitely love the art first and foremost um uh and I, I do dabble in writing every once in a while and that that was a really really good experience it, it was it was a book that was kind of an irish folklore book so it was specifically um on the irish market or whatever but it did really really well over here it got onto like the irish times bestseller lists and stuff so so that that was it was it was nice it was very very well received um so i will i would i would like to do stuff like that again in the future. Uh, but my focus, I think my focus at the moment is definitely on um, just improving my art, and just because I've so, i enough to to try and learn on this side of things before I really like take on doing more writing and stuff as well again.
0: This is a tough question. I'm sure you can't answer for political reasons. But uh, who 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 do you think is your your favorite colorist who's uh, colored your work?
1: Um. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's more a case of of. Um, of style that I like um and there's different styles that suits different artists uh and I'm and then like I'll always ask like when we talk about colors for books I'll always ask for for a certain style um which is that which is less of the kind of like like certain artists might like the muted tones of very kind of gritty stuff whereas whereas I kind of like my stuff to look like like those cartoons like those kind of like bright colorful comics with the kind of almost like cell shaded kind of a look so anytime it's something like that i'm very very happy and i do love the stuff like like, like there are times when antonio's work have been incredible this, the same with frankie i'm just kind of getting just starting to get pages now from from rachel uh for, for, as she's kind of joined the book uh, and all as long as all of them are, are kind of in within that style then, I, then i'm always happy
0: okay that's that's a good safe answer
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> won't get you in any trouble. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. I have one final question, and I realize it should have been my first, which is, okay. how do we pronounce your last name? Oh, okay.
1: Uh, it, it's Sliny. Sliny, okay. Yeah, pe- people, people mainly get it right, but
0: sometimes people get it horribly wrong, which I find hilarious, but uh, it's, it's a very, very rare name. Excellent. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Okay, thank you, Adam.
0: All right, bye-bye. Cheers.